0: Hello and welcome to Contemplations, and today we are going to be talking about the economics of organised crime. And today we have Dan. Hi, Joyce. Who has uh, taken a break from his drug trafficking to be here today? And Connor. Hello. Um, I just respawned. <laughs> who who has come as a, uh, a GTA character? I think.
1: Yeah, basically, I, I I realized I bought a new suit, and then I accidentally became someone from Miami Vice. So I'm just rolling with it.
0: <laughs> so. What we're actually going to be talking about is general stuff about the organised crime industry, the sort of uh, geographical locations, how much each industry is worth, as well as some general economic principles that apply to them in interesting ways. And I actually, um, after doing a bit of digging, was quite surprised at some of the outcomes that it can actually be quite positive. And um, I'm going to take off my sunglasses so yeah. I can
2: actually see. Um- I quite like mine, so I'm going I'm I'm to speak to them. <laughs> In fact, I'm quite keen to talk about organised crime because it's right up my street because I've long felt that central banking is, is probably the top-tier organised crime, closely yeah. followed by government. Are they on the list? Well,
0: as a, quite a, a libertarian person, I would wholeheartedly yeah. agree that the biggest um, group of organised criminals are politicians. It has to be said at the start, of course, Yes, that the government is a, a mafia by other means, isn't it? In that they're extorting money, protection money, at threat of arrest. Central, oh, central bankers are just counterfeiters. Yeah, exactly. I,
1: I think that's a bit disparaging to the mafia, actually. Yeah, now, we, yeah. have to, we have to start off with the the preface, don't commit crime. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
2: before... And, and if you do, make sure you get away with it.
1: <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> yeah. And and leading on from that, at this point, having looked into the mafia, the the organised crime families of the 20s and 30s, with Bo in our epochs and Lucky Luciano, and a bit of peripheral reading around the Yakuza, which I neither endorse nor disavow considering I'm going to Japan next month and that could, that could be difficult. I, I would rather have a mafia than a police force at this point because the police force at least pretend to be neutral and don't. The mafia are very particular and have often a code of honour about which criminal trades they will and won't partake in. And so they have some prohibitions which are morally better than most of the police force.
2: Well, And, and also they're people of a place. Hmm. So our political class have become globalists and they truly don't care to what extent they sell out the local communities. At least the traditional um, you know, organised crime boss, he, he's probably of that place, of that town. He's got deep roots into it. So yes, he, not, he might not be a nice guy. Yes, he's extracting cash, but he's probably ploughing some of it back into the community to at least some extent. And he actually cares about the the, the nature of that uh, community. Yeah, that's what... Sorry, Connor. They're a rooted investment class rather than the
1: rootless billionaires who will go onto their yachts and barts. And then rather than spend their money investing in uh, upstart young men that could be the next generation of wealth creators, they'll spaff all of it on philanthropic ventures, aka lining the pockets of the NGO grievance industrial complex.
0: Mm. But to uh, provide an example for what you're saying there, Dan, I think Pablo Escobar put millions and millions into Medin, which is this sort of area that he's most associated with and built loads of facilities and things and and supposedly had a tangible effect on the local area, and it made him a bit of a a local hero. Although, of course, I would argue he's a horrendous human being. I mean, that's not a difficult thing to argue, really, is it? He's blowing up aeroplanes and murdering people.
2: No, he's not a nice guy. But I mean, I was was talking to a police contact of mine and um, he he was talking about his town, uh, which I know reasonably well. Now, in that, they've got, a, they've got a crew that came up through football hooliganism. Um, had from that, you know, a, a large collection of guys who were, were prone to violence. Most of them can't do anything with them. But one or two of them had a bit of a brain on them. And they basically leveraged that. And they have become basically the richest pe- people in this, in this city. Um, where he's got to at this point is he's basically doing more for the local community than the council is. So he's buying up, uh, you know, rundown sections of the town, some of the iconic uh, features of it, and doing it up and, and rehabilitating the place. Uh, Post-COVID, you'd expect to see a lot more pubs close, um, and they haven't. I mean, they're all money laundering fronts, of course. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's sort of keeping the the character of the town together and he, and is doing more than the local government at this point. That's something that Al Capone was doing when, in Chicago, he was running for mayor,
1: and then someone also directed him to the to the point that there were loads of kids suffering from malnutrition following the great depression so he invested in making all of the schools provide milk he put his own money into it so that loads of kids had freely accessible milk as they were going at their school day this is something wholesome, and then something to, to that point as well we have a proliferation of a new organized crime class in the uk with albanian and north african gangs yeah. setting up turkish barbers and counterfeit american sweet shops as fronts for drug trading i've seen this happen myself and there is a reason they all have brand new mercedes and bmws parked right outside and so you're going to get some form of organised criminal trade, whether or not it's one that has ties to your time, place, and culture, yeah. or one you import is the question. I'd prefer the
2: former rather than the latter. That's something I've heard as well from my from my guy. Uh, not not the town that he's in now, but 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 another place. In that they got very active on chasing away the organised crime. And the organised crime they traced away was the, the homegrown variety. that it was the British guys. Because they kind of understood those networks and they knew how to get into them. So they targeted them and took them out. And all that happened is there was maybe a month lag and then Albanians came in. And those guys haven't been touched because they don't have any route in to get into those networks. And so they've basically just got an entrenched Albanian class, which is far more violent um, and, and dangerous to the, to the community than the, the British guys that they replaced.
0: Yeah, not all organised crime groups are created equal, really. Some yeah. are, are far more prone to violence than others. Like, the Mexican cartels are probably a good example. Compare them to, say, some of the, the British organised criminals, and, you know, there was um a, a sort of prohibition with British bank robbers that if you... There was, a, there was a time where if you had a gun on you, um they wouldn't allow you to uh, take part in the criminal act they're about to commit. Like, they're what? just like, yeah, you're going to, you know gets in trouble because I think at one point if you had a, a firearm you might get the death penalty or something like that right. and so there was a practice of not using um, firearms for, for bank jobs because you, you didn't want to get the death penalty if you got caught and so they actually actively enforced yeah you're not doing that you know we're, we're a, pun- a bunch of organized guys we don't need um, yeah guns. flying below the radar Mm-hmm. One of well, the
1: great examples of this, that there's two, particularly the so the Sicilian mafia, after the RICO Act was brought in and broke those up, they went to the the, the families became scattered. And as their influence waned, particularly with the prosecution of, of Gotti, have, and increasing immigration into the US, you're getting things like MS-13, which rather than being latently Catholic and buying into the American dream of entrepreneurship. They are just extracting resources from the area they don't feel tied to, and they literally worship the devil, so they have no prohibition on doing barbarous crimes. You, you have to like commit
2: rapes and murders in order to get into the gang and then tattoo your face. I mean, th- these people are barbaric. Yeah, but that's mm. interesting because they, they actually started off as being other people. So it was the El Salvadorian um, uh, expat community that was living in the US. I think it was them. They, they originally started to protect the El Salvadorian community And basically, it just just expanded. They started competing with some of the other existing gangs. And in order to survive, they just became more and more brutal. until they became the, well, what you described, which is the sort of hell freaks that they are now.
1: Yeah, and it also depends on, and this is going to be incendiary to say, but the ethnic composition of the gang, as in where they have come from and what cultural prejudices they hold. The Mm. best example of that is the divide between the Yakuza and the Nigerian gangs now muscling in on Japan. The Yakuza, fairly racist kept the nigerians out who were doing human trafficking and, and drug peddling something the yakuza because of their uh, shogun samurai code of ethics holdover they, they call themselves chivalrous organizations they don't think of themselves as an organized crime family they kept those trades out of their purview and out of the country after the japanese cracked down there was a an interfamily war that ended up getting uncharacteristically some civilian casualties the japanese have now made it illegal to do any overt business with a yakuza affiliated organization you can't even display your like thieves guild little shadow marks on the front of your <laughs> clubs anymore so they're, they're entirely underground and they have they've got about three thousand members these days that we know of the nigerian gangs have started growing even though japan has relatively limited immigration and so again would you rather the homegrown ones or the ones that are tied to time and place with the chivalric code or the people that are just looking to get there while the going's good and don't have any prohibition against certain acts like violence, murder, and, and mm-hmm. people smuggling.
0: I agree with the point you're making, but it is also worth mentioning the, the sort of premise that if, if the choice is crime or no crime, it's always no crime, right? But, yes. um, yeah, but the world but that doesn't, 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 work it doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so it, it's better to incentivize. Um, as little crime as possible, and we will be getting on to how that can be done.
2: But there's also, I think, a key distinction in what what classifies as crime, because there's the the crimes of vice and there's the crimes of violence. Mm. And the crimes of vice are generally willing buyers and willing sellers, and I'm including within that uh, drugs, most of prostitution, gambling, all that kind of stuff. And that tends to be a fairly arbitrary line. It's like alcohol is on one side of that line, where the government will say, you know, we are going to subsidize it and support it. And we're going to, you know, we're going to do these um, eat out to help out schemes to help the alcohol providers. But there's not really any. I don't think there's a a massive difference between, say, um, alcohol and say cannabis, but that's on the other side of the line. Now, all of that kind of stuff, I think most people are relatively relaxed about it. I mean, if you, I mean, for example. I found myself in, in a bar um, once, and the, um, the copper guy who was with me, he said, oh, that, that guy over there is sort of the main Coke dealer for this city. And I didn't feel a sense of revulsion from seeing him. I just thought, mm, that's interesting. Um, keep an eye on him. But there was, there was nothing visceral about it. Whereas if you had told me it was from the, um, the violence side, you know, that guy is the chief kidnapper or child mm. molester or human trafficker <laughs> for the city, you know, it, it would have stirred up an immediate visceral reaction. And I think we all sort of feel that there are these two sort of broad categories of crime and we feel very differently
0: about either one. Mm-hmm. No, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that there is a sort of arbitrary line and I tend to hold the position of if, if two people are willingly engaging in a transaction, yes. um, as long as there's not exploitation going on, then... And, and I
2: think the feminists um, understand that because I mean, their whole thing with prostitution is to try and make it sound like 100% of it is human trafficking. Whereas a lot of the time, it's just some girl who can't be bothered to work in the supermarket.
1: Well, that's not true, though. That, that fundamentally... It- no, 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 There is, is actually okay. a major divide within the feminist camps who say that oh. there is... Um, so that's the sex positive, sex negatives. There was like an 80s, 90s internal schism, and that's revitalizing now with some of the women that I've spoken to on the right. podcast. What that comes down to, and this is why I would put prostitution in many cases more towards the violent camp, is that the settings under which consent is given, um, it's very blurry. In terms of how much coercion is involved not just explicit human trafficking but the kind of people that go into that trade have often had child abuse and the like and right, so okay. they 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 have an impaired ability to give quote-unquote informed consent and so i would i would often put like drug abuse and the like i i don't think prohibitive laws I, i'm not gung-ho for changing them but i don't think they work like the war on drugs it it hasn't led to, to a full-on crackdown um permissiveness also doesn't work either but i don't think a culture of tolerance when you're selling literal human beings is a good idea the same same reason why and i i when we get onto which countries are doing what um i have some thoughts on what isn't sharp up on the map that should also be classified
2: as a crime mm-hmm. that would be very interesting as well. I, I couldn't help but get triggered all the way through that on mm-hmm. the basis you're talking about informed consent and selling people and all that kind of stuff and it brings me back to where i started with this it's it's bloody governments, and I'm particularly Mm. talking about, you know, the events of a couple of years ago that that went on for two years. You talk about lack of, you know, a lack of uh, consent, um, you know, selling people. um, Well, the pharmaceutical
1: industry is a subsidised drug trade.
2: Yeah, Mm. and and, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you would be maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek, you prefer the mafia to government. I absolutely prefer the cartels to the pharmaceutical companies because with the cartels, if you don't want it, they're not going to push it on you. I mean, if you get involved in the game, they're going to be brutal. If you get in your way, they're going to be brutal. But they're, they're, not, they're not knocking on your door saying you have to have this. Hmm. Whereas the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies did do that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they are, they are the biggest criminals, which is you know, which is why I just don't get as emotionally invested in the crime issue as perhaps you know, the authorities would like us to.
0: Mm. Well, it would be kind of concerning if the cartels started uh, using the government to leverage their own distribution, yeah. wouldn't it? And they're knocking on the door, here's your compulsory cocaine. Yes. <laughs> Wow. I imagine there'd be parts of It'll Britain that, that, that would that really enjoy that be quite popular, but yes. I imagine London all of a sudden would yes. uh, be bursting with productivity Bristol
1: you know? would finally vote Tory
0: <laughs> <laughs> So what I've got up here is a um, a map and it's an interactive map from the Global Organised Crime Index and it basically gives you an idea of the general um, criminality that's going on and they've just worked out a score um, it is a little bit arbitrary so you know take it with a pinch of salt but you can see the rough distributions and it, it seems roughly right so
2: are you happy with the methodology on this because it's not like the organized crime um, syndicates are filing quarterly returns on their activities
0: well it as i was saying it's kind of an imperfect thing isn't it yes but it's the best we can do best but obviously want, okay. bear in mind these are illegal trades so they're not collecting data on themselves so it's not necessarily going to be the yes. best but i still feel like um from what i've been able to gather from looking at the data that this map seems to reflect actual and i suppose what we we're interested
2: here is relative trends so as long as it's equally imperfect across the across the board it still yeah, tells us something that was exactly my thoughts yeah, yeah. My, my
1: my other question is do they use a kind of standardized set of laws or do they use the laws as reported per country because of course in i some think they're countries, using
0: standardized ones
1: okay because i was going to say in some countries obviously like the netherlands there is a red light district there is a legalized prostitution um, mm-hmm. avenue and then in other countries for example ukraine there is a legalized surrogacy industry, but lots of people, and I've done segments on this before, would consider that a form of people trafficking. Because in Greece, there was a recent mm-hmm. people trafficking ring where they were trafficking women to be surrogates. But in Ukraine, they've got 25% of the global market, but it's, it's totally hands-off. The, the, the head of Biotexcom actually said, if we want to continue advancing this trade, the worst thing the, the authorities could do is step in. While also saying, we only do this in the Soviet bloc because there are women desperate enough. And it's like, okay, well, in other countries, that would be considered a form of coercion akin to people trafficking, but it probably wouldn't register on here. hmm
0: Yeah. Well, um, obviously, Mexico, with the cartels, has got a, quite a high score. It's fourth of 193 countries, and first in Central America, second in all of the Americas, probably only to Colombia. Yep. Who'd have thought that Colombia was number one in Latin America? But, of course, you've got um, Brazil around here, Venezuela, these sorts of countries they're all sort of comparably high and then you start going more southerly to Chile and Argentina and uh, Uruguay Where's here. El Salvador, and they,
1: Salvador at the moment? because I want to see how that's doing. It's
0: knocking up up here somewhere isn't it? Um, no that's a little bit higher up uh, along the, uh, the narrow bit. Uh, it, 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 it's quite small
2: though. It's quite, so. Yeah, it's so it's quite there, fiddly. So it's on the bottom side. Because they had, um, I mean it was the sort of crime capital of the world. Mm. Um, for a long time but then um, uh, Bakali has really sort of got it under control turns out by arresting people and putting them in jail which Mm -hmm. uh, Sadiq Khan sort of insists simply doesn't work
1: it's almost like it's really easy to identify the criminals when they tattoo their own faces I think think it's next to Honduras that tiny little one it is really really tiny on the the south side uh, there oh you just had it
0: it's so fiddly can I zoom in oh Oh, there there you go there you go Oh, that's revolutionary right no, there. No, don't. Belize. Here we are. There yes. we go. So it's, so it's actually... it's improving. <laughs> okay. That's it, actually great compared to the average of the region, isn't it? Well, it,
2: it, it was number one mm-hmm. just a few years ago before Bukele, So that's impressive. It goes to show what somebody could do. And, and that one, uh, that's the kind of crime that I don't like, which is, yeah. you know, the crimes of violence and coercion and people trafficking, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, they do all of the horrendous stuff, really, the, don't the, they? The bad crimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously you've got um, the Caribbean here, Cuba for some reason much lower, I feel like that might just be quality of data maybe because Hmm. Cuba is known for having lots of organised crime and I'd be surprised, I suppose its competition is Haiti which um, has a lot of crime anyway but um, if we zoom out a little bit here we have um, the United States obviously much higher than Canada but that's probably because of this border right here it's as isn't a surprise America. to anyone um in Europe here we are
2: interesting factoid about um, the USA U- the USA is the only country in the world where male rapes are higher than female
0: rapes really yes because of their prison prisons? population yes oh that's because they've got such a large percentage of people in prison right yep
1: it would it would be fascinating as well. I think they they should have done this on the map because the U.S. is not a country; it's a continent. To break it down by states and then cities, mm-hmm. because yeah, sure. in, in the annual crime reports, it's always the blue cities, even within the red states, and and oftentimes it will be the red states that report high crimes, but it's because of the blue cities.
0: Yeah, crime right. map is just as good as a voting intention map to determine um, <laughs> <laughs> what people believe. And uh, here in Europe, um, there's Britain. Um, Obviously, not massively high, but still relatively. High. And,
2: and again, to, to Connor's point, I mean, we we're coming out it was a four point eight nine. If you were to take out, you know, the top three cities, we'd look like bloody Greenland. Well, if you were to
1: take yeah. out um, about half the population of those top three cities that weren't here about thirty years ago, we'd be looking like Greenland because mm-hmm. that is a number that's comparable to most South American countries. That's nearly five.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is 99th out of one hundred and ninety three countries, and seventeenth out of the forty four countries in Europe. Ireland is actually marginally just about higher in its criminality score, but haha, the French more criminal than us. Oh, look, so are the Spanish. Oh, the Italians. Who'd have thought? Is
2: this just dunking on
0: Europe again? Yeah, no, I, just, I just couldn't resist
2: Connor's point about um, you know demographic influx. I'm just thinking, if only there was a sort of Western country that was incredibly um, well homogenous. Yes, homogenous. The first world, Western country, very homogenous, very low immigration. I wonder what their crime might be like.
0: Well, um, on a completely unrelated note, Poland's crime rate is one of the lowest in uh, Europe, I think. Yeah. Um. In fact. What about the Scandinavian countries? So, surprisingly enough, uh, Norway quite low. And then you go to Sweden and much look higher. At- well, I suppose mm. Norway's
1: Norway's Norway might have a bit of a bump around whaling season that's true because yeah. every year they do catch someone in a whale corpse <laughs> i'm not joking
0: i've heard about that before actually yes look at the Finns here they did very well in uh when i was comparing maps of europe and mm. um, they always came out looking very good and here they are with some of the lowest uh criminality 41st out of 44 countries i think the former prime minister's dancing makes mm-hmm. her belong in prison though mm-hmm and um greece um, actually lower than a lot of the med. Stelius is going to be very happy Well they're usually asleep <laughs> That won't make him happy Of course North Africa here Libya is known for having open slave markets yes. So human trafficking Obviously very important Thanks, and, Hillary Clinton yep. And then you go to Africa I think uh, number one out of all countries Is the uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo That
1: will be all the gorillas with lasers
0: have you not seen the? You the, mean gorilla, as in like no the,
1: gorillas, as in like the? Yeah. Have you not seen the 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 movie with the gorillas with lasers? No. Am I just making a really esoteric film reference? Here? You are, yeah. Okay, well, well, on on a proper <laughs> note, um, it turns out that the Congo used rape as a weapon of war, so we shouldn't
0: be mm-hmm. shocked. But yes, that is the worst place for organized crime in the world. Um, then you go down to South Africa. Yep. Um, they're pretty bad as well. Um. So they're 19th out of 193 countries I'm, measured here. I'm intrigued
2: here. that there's a number of African countries with higher crime than the UK. Really? Well, well, actually, what's the heat map? Is, is the heat map global? Or is it for the continent?
0: It's, it's, it's global.
2: Okay, because we've got some very pale ones there that seem to be lower. Well, yeah, Botswana
0: yeah. is actually much lower than up here, but that could well be measurements, right? We're probably much yeah. better at measuring our crime and therefore it inflates our number to be slightly bigger than it might well be because, of course, then they don't even necessarily have the, the digital infrastructure to record it at a national level, I some believe, countries.
1: I believe Botswana's yeah. presence is also a little bit more libertarian than some of the other. I have heard this. Mm-hmm. I could be corrected. Well,
0: Botswana in is um, like a success story in Africa mm-hmm. in that it just adopted the right policies and they somewhat enriched themselves and they have followed a, a more economically literate, Route than some of their contemporaries. So that's interesting. So, so
2: Botswana stands out on that basis of good policies, Mm -hmm. just like El Salvador stands out in South America on the basis of good policies. It's almost as if good policies from a from a sort of libertarian-minded leader can actually have some effect.
0: Exactly. Yes, and I I very much agree with that. And then I find um, this sort of area. You'd think it would be higher, and then you go to Somalia.
1: Oh, yeah, but they're just not. reporting that nearly yeah. as much.
0: It's not like the pirates are filling out you know, a tax return at the end of uh, yes. but it is difficult to estimate. Nigeria very high, that's probably all of it. Financial f- crime Yeah, it will be and it- also
1: the country split mm-hmm. in two so uh, I, I think the heat map for violent crime will be heavily on the Muslim side
0: Yes it is. I've, I've actually looked at a breakdown of it and the Islamic side is just the one that is worst on every metric I mean who have, who'd have, would have thought eh? I mean Dear, dear, same goes for London City. Mm Mhm. Um, Egypt there, somewhat lower than Britain, I think. Oh no, it's not. Just (coughs) slightly higher. And then you go to um the Middle East. You got Yemen, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is quite high, considering Mm. they
2: publicly execute their criminals.
0: Yeah, well, maybe they're not doing it enough. Apparently not. And then uh, Oman. Then
2: again, what qualifies as a crime in Saudi Arabia? Is is it your wife driving or something? Um, that might also be true.
1: Yeah, so yeah. we need mm-hmm. to see...
0: I think it's crime as recognised by the Global Organised Crime Index rather right. than, and uh, okay. um, if I pull up the different indicators, this is a general score from um, sort of the criminal criminal market, human trafficking, human smuggling, arms trafficking, um, flora and fauna crimes, so smuggling plants and animals, non-renewable resources crimes, that's so, like illegal logging.
2: Farms. When you say smuggling plants, are we, are we talking about like cocoa leaves or or heroin poppies or
0: no 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 as in it's like um they don't necessarily have to be for drugs and they don't have to be it'll be things like the chinese smuggling pangolins so they can eat them for their weird traditional medicine and things like that right but um what if we get onto that later does this have
2: the ability to turn off things that you know maybe you know aren't that bad (laughs) such a well, we are going to go through. Trade, yeah. We're going to go through each of them individually and okay. see oh, okay. a bit of a map.
0: Okay. Um, so yes, uh, non-renewable resources—that's like logging and taking yeah. the resources from the land without permission. Heroin, cocaine, cannabis, synthetic drug trade, and then it also breaks it down on another metric of just the criminal actors themselves: mafia-style groups, criminal networks, and state embedded actors. So corrupt people who are facilitating the criminals within. A country. So um, every government. Well, some more so than others, it seems. The most fascinating one is on Mm -hmm. the
1: bottom there. Foreign actors.
0: Yes. And uh,
1: might I predict which country starts to...
0: Europe glows like a Christmas tree (laughs) is what happens.
2: Okay. Brilliant. Um,
0: But I'm going to finish going through the general trends and then we can break it down. Because
2: I'm fascinated to get to Japan on on the basis of my homogeneous theory.
0: Mm -hmm. So there's Japan. It's Actually, somewhat comparable to Britain, really. Um, I slightly lower. what type lower. of
2: crime that is. I wonder if there's an awful lot of um, gambling in there because mm-hmm. you know, not 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 to be um, you know, not not to you know, be um, you know, in racially sensitive or anything like that. But but the Asians, as far as I can tell, their crime tends to be gambling, mm-hmm. gambling and prostitution stuff. They're not they're not so much in for the yeah uh, you know, the more traditional crime crimes. I
0: don't really understand why illegal gambling is as bad as governments make it out to be. Because if, because if don't people get their ma- tax revenue. Oh, I That's see. That's the only thing they care about. So I was going to say, if, if people are willingly putting their money up and yes. then willingly, well, willingly losing it, then that's their choice. It's their money. They should be able to do what they want.
2: I'm sure if the government was confident about getting its cut every time, it wouldn't have an issue.
0: No, probably not. That's the the difference, Mm -hmm. isn't
2: it? There also might be a recent
1: increase in that. I don't know when these statistics were recorded. 2021. Right, okay. I was going to say, in the last year or so, Japan has also cracked down more on sex crimes because before they had a high prosecution rate, but their weren't as many cases being brought to trial and also because of their lowered age of consent which is always very dubious there were fewer crimes that were going up that would have been registered mm-hmm. in other countries but now they're actually cracking down more on the questionable pornography and the the child what, what's, the, what's the age of consent in japan then? Thirteen.
0: it's ridiculously oh, low. That's yes. a wrong, isn't it yeah that's mm. why
1: anime all looks weird <laughs> but um is I'm also the audience oh well
0: <laughs> it's also worth mentioning as well in japan um, the way they record crime is slightly different um, in that it's actually very difficult to get to the point where you can prosecute someone and that's why their prosecution rate is so high because they basically say oh, I probably won't get prosecuted so they throw it out and it doesn't really get recorded. So it may be that their method of recording the, the data itself may be skewing the average a bit lower and it could actually be higher than some European countries right. like, like Britain for example. So yes it, it's an imperfect measure but it's still good to have a look. and. um, In Asia, in particular, Myanmar seems to be the highest, and I think that this is because there was a recent coup and a bit of a power vacuum in Myanmar. Um, I think that was in 2021. And so it's allowed groups to establish themselves and and create a base of operations within Asia, because it is worth mentioning as well, that even if you have a domestic organised crime group, they're still competing for control of the trade networks and um, the inflow and outflow of goods with their neighbours as well, and so having it all localised in one country um, means that eventually there's going to be another country that's going to come into competition with them, and this is where you you get clashes of different organised crime groups where all the violence and the horrible things go on. But um, I I get the impression that there's a a good trade between China and Myanmar because they share a border, and China tends to score pretty high Um, It's number one of the five countries in East Asia, for example.
1: I would presume as well there is a reporting problem with Chinese crime. Yes, of course. There's lots of state activities that won't register. You
0: can't trust uh, the Chinese with numbers. Um, Just more generally, really. Did you read that in
1: a fortune cookie?
0: (laughs) I did, yeah. Um, But yes, uh, South Korea, um, reasonably high. It's about the same as Britain there. Um, And North Korea, of course, another one you can't necessarily accept. You have Mongolia, where it's just grassland, so um, I don't think there's much space for criminals to hide. I don't know. That's that's a silly theory. Um, then Russia's relatively high. I think Russia's pretty famous for its organised crime groups, isn't it? N-
1: number one in Europe.
0: Yep. Um, it's also worth mentioning uh, Ukraine is not far behind. Yes. And uh, we've sent them lots of money, and it's mysteriously disappeared. I mean... Who could have guessed?
1: There's a lot of people trafficking coming out of Ukraine. Yes, but The male or the brides is mm-hmm. is no joke, but also, as I've already mentioned, the surrogacy trade mm-hmm. is essentially yeah. human trafficking
2: is just not looked at in the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and actually, I, I listened to that segment that you did on that, and um, I mean, that which is legal there bothers me far more than, you know, some, you know, cocoa plants or heroin plants being shipped around the world. I, I don't, don't particularly care about that stuff.
1: Yeah, weed isn't good for you, but I care much more if you're trafficking babies than cannabis.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, we're going to have a look at Australia, which is pretty low. Um, and um,
1: I'd, I'd be fascinated by the population breakdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, I imagine that there's um, an interesting split amongst uh, Indigenous and non- non-Indigenous people. I yes, suppose.
1: it turns out that sniffing petrol gives you a higher proclivity to commit crimes. No way. I, oh. have, seen, I have seen as much as a, a 15 times more likelihood to commit a violent crime if you are Aboriginal.
0: And um, supposedly they they think it's justified in their communities as well, because they've got this whole left-wing narrative of, you know, they took our land, blah, 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 blah.
1: Right, post-colonial victimology. Yep, yes.
0: And it justifies it in their mind. And then New Zealand is very low. Um, One would imagine its um, position just on the globe allows it to be relatively isolated from the criminal networks in sort of, this well, is the end of the line, isn't it? I mean here.
2: You, you're not gonna get um you know many Nigerian gangs setting up there I'd imagine.
0: No. I, I I don't doubt that there's some but yeah you get a it, few backpacking serial killers mm-hmm.
1: though. There's a story that comes out about that every couple of years.
0: Mm, that's true, yeah.
2: Difficult to do that at
1: scale mm-hmm.
0: though. Indonesia is another one here. Sort of this whole area of, of Southeast Asia, Thailand's relatively low. But
1: that's but, another one where there's probably stuff going unreported.
0: Yeah. But they do also um have pretty strict laws don't they especially um places like indonesia but yes um what, what just... about the
2: philippines where does that come out
0: uh where is that up here yeah yeah there we go um okay so it's it's relatively high but yeah not the highest i
2: did that um trip once because i've traveled around a whole bunch of places my thing tends to be to go to a country spend like four or five days and then ship out and go to another one and i did that journey once from spending a few days in thailand and then going over to the philippines I've got to say in Thailand, I was completely relaxed, you know, walking along the street with my, my earbuds in, you know, just just not particularly concerned. Went to the Philippines and immediately understood that there was something different in the air, the, the the vibe of it. I mean, the first thing I did was was go to a shop and buy a a, a second wallet and a phone to keep above my other wallet and phone because you would have these guys on, on mopeds going around, you know, looking mm-hmm. like they were going to. Um, you know, put a put a piston in your face, and you you would, you would see you know pizza branches with guys, old guys with shotguns, stood outside just guarding the pizza place. <laughs> but there is there is definitely something in the character between those two countries mm-hmm. um, that you can just you can just tell when you're there. The vibe is different, and that the propensity uh, towards immediate action and violence is is definitely different.
0: No, that's really interesting. I I didn't know about that to be honest
2: yeah well one of, one of them is a is a sort of you know classic Buddhist country full of you know temples and monks um and the other one is this curious mix of um Asian genealogy and the Spanish because basically the spanish co- um colonized it for four hundred years, and I think in order to pass the time because obviously four hundred years is a long time they, they they spent the entire time humping the locals, so you've got this spanish mix of, to do yeah, that, yeah you've got this mix of sort of Latin fiery blood injected into. Um, injected into the culture and and you can really tell that it, it has that difference in in temperament
0: thank you for watching that clip from my series contemplations if you want to sign up to the website for five pounds a month you can access that series which comes out 1 pm every Saturday thank you for watching and goodbye